This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Brewers on Tap as we get set to begin the NLDS later today, the Brewers and Braves. For the first time in the two franchises' history, they will match up in the postseason. The team that used to call Milwaukee home against the team that has made Milwaukee their home since 1970. It should be a lot of fun over the course of this five-game series. The Braves are a very good team, and anybody that gets to this point in the season is a very good team. So it's a very obvious statement, but the Braves have big-time power, one through eight in that lineup. Certainly a bunch of guys that can leave the yard, whether it be Dansby Swanson, whether it be Austin Riley, who was getting some MVP run late in the season, whether it be last year's MVP in Freddie Freeman, sensational second baseman in Ozzie Albies, whether it be guys in that outfield that the Braves went out and traded for, like Adam Duvall, who had another big-time year for Atlanta and Miami. Jorge Soler, the former Kansas City Royal and the former Chicago Cub, who hit 48 home runs a couple of years ago with Kansas City. Jock Peterson, the one-time Cub, long-time Dodger. Eddie Rosario, the former twin, former Cleveland Indian. You get the point. There are a lot of dangerous hitters that Atlanta is going to be able to run out there against this stellar and elite Brewers pitching staff. And that's the matchup, in my opinion, of this series is the Brewers pitching versus this lineup of the Atlanta Braves, specifically the Brewers starting pitching versus this lineup of the Atlanta Braves. The Brewers have arguably the best starting rotation in baseball. You've got Corbin Burns, who led the National League in ERA. You've got Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, who were both in the top 10 as well in ERA this year in the National League. And so you're going to see those three guys on the mound over the course of this series against this really good lineup. Now, is this a lineup that chases a little bit? It can be. Is it a lineup that can strike out a little bit? It can be. But it's also a lineup that is going to give you a lot of problems. So that's going to be a big matchup in this series for sure. On the flip side, the Brewers have a lineup that has a healthy Willie Adamas, a healthy Christian Yelich, a healthy Eduardo Escobar, now a healthy Rowdy Telez. This is probably as well stocked up from an offensive standpoint as the Brewers have been maybe since going back into the month of August where you're looking for the Brewers to be as healthy as they've been at this current moment in time. So that's very good. Daniel Vogelback's back. That's going to be a nice bench piece for the Brewers uh, with a left-handed bat that uh, Craig Council can go to. A lot of things working out for the Brewers. 
Okay, here's what we have for you. President of Baseball Operations, David Stearns, is going to stop by. We talked to him on the final day of the regular season. We'll get his look back on the journey to this point for the crew. Also, we're going to talk to Brewers left-hander Josh Hader on the podcast as well. Well, let's look at the 26-man roster, which was announced just a, a few moments ago by the Brewers. And one surprise on this is Brent Suter not on the NLDS roster. Now, we're told a small oblique issue that is not believed to be a serious thing. It's believed to be minor. There's a chance maybe he would be back by the next round for the Brewers if they could advance to the NLCS. But Brent Suter not available for the Brewers and not on that NLDS roster. Bit of a blow for the crew. That's an experienced arm. It's a left-handed arm. Both of those things are hard to find, experience and left-handedness. But uh, that being said, because it's a five-game series and because the Brewers have such great depth, with their arms, specifically from a starting pitching standpoint, the Brewers should be able to withstand this. Of course, remember, you've got Aaron Ashby. That's a lefty in your pin on top of, of course, Josh Hader. But the other option you have is that you have Eric Lauer, who may or may not get a start at some point in this series, but that's a left-handed arm that has had a very good year that you can utilize out of the pin should you need to. Now, the other side to this is if there was a roster for this to happen against, if there is a matchup where maybe you don't need that that extra left-handed arm, it might be the Atlanta Braves. Now, granted, they've got last year's MVP, Freddie Freeman. That's a left-handed hitter and a really dangerous one. But you go beyond that. You got Eddie Rosario, left-handed hitter. That's another guy you got to be a little bit careful with, of course. So there's another left-handed hitter. Jock Peterson's another one. But this is a overwhelmingly right-handed lineup. You're talking about Austin Riley. You're talking about Dansby Swanson, switch hitter in Ozzy Alpes. You're talking about Adam Duvall. Jorge Soler, those are right-handed hitters. So if there was a, a lineup that you're going to face where maybe you're down one left-handed arm, this might have been one of those lineups where you could withstand this better than some of the others. So there's the silver lining in it, but the hope is still, of course, to get Brent Suter back uh, if the Brewers could advance. So that was an interesting piece to the roster. Jean-Del Gustave makes the roster. A lot of question about whether or not Gustave would make the roster. He is on the roster. The rest of the pitching uh, rundown is pretty much what you would have figured. Ashby, Boxberger, Burns, Cousins is back from the IL, Gustave, who we just mentioned, Hader, of course, Hauser, Lauer, Peralta, Strickland, and Woodruff. The other surprise, three catchers. Luke Maley makes the roster, so the Brewers will carry three catchers. It gives you a little bit more flexibility if you want to deploy Manny Pena as a pinch hitter earlier in a game against a left-handed reliever. Well, you still have another catcher on the bench then. So it gives Craig Council a little bit of opportunity to, to navigate from a strategic standpoint with how he wants to manage the end of games in that way. Also, infielders, Adamas, Escobar, Jace Peterson, Rowdy Telez, Luis Urias, Daniel Vogelback, Colton Wong, no real surprises as far as that's concerned. And then the outfielders, Kane, Garcia, Yelich, Taylor, and Jackie Bradley Jr. And that big-time arm and that great defense and good base running skills. Been a tough year offensively for Jackie Bradley Jr., but he does make the roster, which is good news, of course, for Jackie. And I think it's good news for the Brewers late in games. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a great weapon to have that you can insert out there in that outfield late in games as well. All right, let's jump into it. Josh Hader's ready to go. He's excited for the postseason. I had a chance to catch up with him in Los Angeles last weekend to kind of set it all up. 
Brewers reliever Josh Hader here. Always fun to come to Dodger Stadium. Great atmosphere, and I'm sure you guys are uh, enjoying these last couple of days of the season before you get ready for the NLDS. Absolutely. I love coming out here. It's always a good vibe, good weather. Um, and it's uh, you know it's special just because we, we finish here. They have three games left, or two now, and um, you know they have something to play for. And just the atmosphere that, that brings with that is, is a lot of fun to pitch in. Things have been a little different for you this year. You've been basically a one-inning guy. You have said, I like this. Um, you're available more often as a result of it, and you kind of know what to expect going into every single game. It's really gone well. Yeah, I think it's allowed me to really understand how I can get ready each and every day and, and how often I can pitch and, and how to bounce back through outings and, and recover better. And I think that's one of the biggest things this year that I've been able to do is uh, it's just consistent all throughout my routine early in um, you know early in the day going into the game and then uh, following that up so it's been able to uh, also allow me to continue to build strength through my cuff program now one of the fun things about the postseason is that there's no real script to follow and it can get a little wild and Craig is really good at managing that chaos over the course of a game and over the course of a series how much are you looking forward to just the the unexpected that comes with a, a postseason appearance? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think uh, you know, playoff baseball. There's nothing better than that. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's great to be a part of. Not a lot of guys get to experience that in their career, and for us to to be able to do that four times, it's it's been amazing, um, and it's been a fun team to play with all year. So I'm excited to see when 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 the crunch time comes, uh, how these guys ball out, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Really, the theme of this year for every team, but and I think one of the reasons the Brewers had the success that you guys had is depth. So many guys that can get the job done, and not having Devin in the postseason is going to hurt, no question. But you guys have so many different guys that can step up. Yeah, I think a lot of things that we uh, we realize it's going to take an army for us um, to win games. Anyways, I mean through this season uh, we had 60 guys come up and and, and give their efforts and, and help us win ball games and. I think, you know, obviously with Devin going down, it hurts us uh, in the back end of the bullpen. But, you know, it's just another opportunity for another guy to step up in a, in a huge situation and, um, you know, and just continue to, uh, you know, play the game that we know. Because, um, you know, we can't, we can't get too high on ourselves on, on, on how hard it can be. Just continue to do what we've been able to do. Well, and you guys have a surplus of starting pitching as well. So there's always that option to shorten games if you need it at some point in a series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our starters have been able to get us through, um, you know, a lot of innings, uh, getting deep in the games to help this bullpen out. And I think that's that's a, that's what the great mix is with us. Is uh, I mean, we got guys going six, seven, pretty much every time, and and that leaves us two to three guys to finish on that back end, which is uh, very helpful for a bullpen um, aspect of things and, and and how to manage that. You know, you've always been a guy that's trying to stay one step ahead. The fastball has dominated over the course of your career. The slider really came along over the last couple of seasons. Now the changeup is something that you've been mixing in a lot uh, as well. Uh, how nice is it to have so many options now of how you can attack different hitters? Oh, it's nice. It, it, it help, it's very helpful for me just because these guys know everything that I'm doing. Um, and especially... You know, they know that my bread and butter, what my bread and butter is. So being able to keep them off balance uh, and give them different looks and different sequences, I think that's the biggest thing that that helps that fastball play higher than uh, you know maybe what it would would have been before. Assuming you have an appearance in these last couple of days, what do you want to get out of it? 
Uh, just continue to feel good, stay healthy, and um, you know, get down the mound and, and, and finish strong. I think that's the biggest thing. Is um, you know, whenever I do get in, just continue to um, do what I've been doing and not trying to do too much and just have fun with it. Well, you're doing a good job of that, that's for sure. Josh, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And my thanks to Josh Hader for joining me. I think he's going to be the NL reliever of the year again this year. It'll be his third time in four years. Of course, Devin Williams won that award last year. We know Devin Williams not going to be available for the Brewers this year in the postseason, which is certainly unfortunate. But Hader, 4-2, and 1-2-3 ERA, 34 saves this year, over 60 appearances. He has been outstanding. He's given up just three home runs all season long has Josh Hader. He led the National League relievers with 102 strikeouts in just 58 and two-thirds innings this season, and he is fourth in the National League in saves. But again, I think he's going to be the National League reliever of the year for the third time in four seasons. President of Baseball Operations, David Stearns, the architect, if you will, along with Matt Arnold, of this roster, and a roster that won 95 games and, quite frankly, would have won more games had the Brewers not clinched the division so early, had a chance to talk to David about the depth and how important that was. It was a big theme in spring training. Boy, it turned out to be a very true statement all season long as one of the strengths of this Brewer squad. We are joined by Brewers President of Baseball Operations, David Stearns. And first up, David, what a year this has been. Go all the way back to spring. We talked a lot about depth and how that was going to be a huge part to going back to 162 after a 60-game regular season schedule last year. That's proved to be true, and the depth that you built going into spring training has proved to be a huge, huge asset for this team. Yeah, we we talked a lot about depth throughout the offseason in spring training. I candidly don't know that we saw this level of depth that was going to be needed um, but it's, it's been rewarding I think for all of us associated with the organization to watch how many different guys have stepped up over the course of the year at different points of the year to help us win a lot of games and it's, it's been a case of not just guys filling into roles but guys really coming up and excelling in roles and contributing in very meaningful ways so very proud of the group um, this has been a very memorable regular season for us and now our job and our goal to continue this well into October. David, from a depth standpoint, I think we all knew from an arms standpoint that that was going to be a really challenging thing to navigate, but it really turned out to be, from a position player standpoint, challenging too. Did you anticipate it to that degree from a position player standpoint? We didn't, and and um, we, we talked about it a lot from the arms standpoint. We knew some of our arms were going to be challenged to to go deep into the season to rack up innings and we tried to create some strategies to help us through that from a position player standpoint we figured there would be um some dents you always you always had the covid outbreak looming and you understood that there could be a a situation where you lose a couple of guys at once due to a covid outbreak 
but I, I think the the way we had to dip into our position player depth probably surprised us a little bit. We probably got a little bit deeper, faster in the season than we would have anticipated. Um, but again, guys stepped up. They did a really nice job, and they allowed us to, to keep pace and at times really extend our lead in the division as we were waiting for our regulars to get healthy. David, so much attention gets paid to the Adamas trade, but I've said a couple of different times, I felt like you got not just two players in that deal with Trevor Richards, who of course you turned into Rowdy Telez, but you got two players from the standpoint that Luis Urias really took off at that point as well. He became a different player. Did you guys anticipate that that Luis was going to have a different level in him, potentially if you moved him off of short? I don't know that we necessarily thought that the move off of short um, was going to unlock anything. We we have believed in Luis for a long time. That's why we traded for him. He got off to a rocky start, particularly defensively this year. And I give him a lot of credit for sticking with it. I think there are a lot of young players who get off to a start like that, receive some of the scrutiny, um, some of the negative scrutiny that he received early in the season, um, and can, can turn that into a really tough year in general. And he didn't do that. He, he stayed with it. He quietly um, believes in himself and believes that he belongs at this level, and, and we've seen that. He's absolutely proven um, that he's an everyday type player. We still have confidence in, in him all over the infield, and, and he's really settled in nicely at third base. David, this might have been an easy decision for you, but going back to last fall, I don't think anybody would have blamed you if it would have gone the other way. One of the biggest moves you made was to tender Omar, and he turns into an all-star catcher. It's really a great story of a great bounce back, and how last year is one of those years you just couldn't put too much stock in. I think that's right. I think that's one of the big lessons we'll continue to learn about 2020 is perhaps we, we shouldn't look at that season as really indicating much. There was so much unusual, and as we were going through it, we understood there was so much unusual. But you still have performance information, and that season did occur. And so last offseason, it was natural to, to pay attention to that. But as, as we move forward here, I think we're going to continue to, alert, to learn that the performance in many cases that we saw throughout the industry in 2020 probably isn't particularly indicative of anything a player is then doing going forward. You basically have till Friday morning at 10 to set your playoff roster, so uh, you're not going to have any announcements on that in the next couple of days. Uh, But do you have a decent idea in your mind, and what's that process going to be like over the next couple of days as you try to whittle it down to to the active roster on Friday? Yeah, we've already started that process, and and we've had some really good discussions internally. Um, Craig, Matt Arnold, and I have met a couple of times to, to bounce ideas off of each other, but We've still, got, we've still got some time, and we take all the time we need generally for decisions like that. So uh, we'll have many more discussions in the coming days, and then by Friday at 10 a.m. We'll, we'll have a roster, and we'll let everyone know what it is. David, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Congrats on a great season. Thank you, Lane. Appreciate it. And a big thanks to David Stearns for joining us here on Brewers on Tap. Okay, here is the final piece of news I want to bring to you beyond – the NLDS. We're so focused on the postseason as well we should be, but there were some great things this year that happened down on the farm for the Brewers. They have some really intriguing prospects coming up through the ranks over the next couple of years, and the Brewers announced their 2021 Robin Yount Performance Award winners this week. Outfielder Joey Weimer 
was the minor league player of the year, and left-handed pitcher Ethan Small was the minor league pitcher of the year. Now, these are both guys that could be fast-tracked. Small finished the year in AAA. There's probably an outside chance if Small doesn't get hurt this year and miss some time, he might be on this NLDS roster. That's how uh, talented he is and how advanced he is as a guy that was a college arm the Brewers drafted back in 2019. Weimer was a college bat that they drafted last year out of the University of Cincinnati, but he had a monster year, and he finished the year in high A, and he showed no signs of slowing down, and he probably starts next year in double A. So these are kind of advanced guys for the Brewers from a minor league standpoint and from a prospect standpoint. Let's start with Weimer. He hit 295, 27 home runs, 77 RBIs, over 109 games this year between low A Carolina and high A Wisconsin. He's just 22 years of age. He led the Brewers farm system in home runs, total bases, was second in hits, runs, third in RBIs, extra base hits, and tied for third in stolen bases. He stole 30 bags this year as well, did Weimer. Now, Ethan Small, pretty big-time year for Ethan Small. He split the season between AA Biloxi and AAA Nashville. He went 4-2 with a 1.98 ERA, had 92 strikeouts over just 77 and a third innings, and that was over 18 starts. 24 years old, 2-2, two two, 1.96 ERA again, 67 strikeouts and 8 starts for the Shuckers. Then he gets promoted to Nashville on June 22nd. Made three starts for the Sounds before he went on the injured list, and then he made one rehab start with the ACL Brewers Gold on August 24th and then got back to Nashville on August 28th. He really put together a big-time year. He was the Brewers Minor League Pitcher of the Month for June. He allowed just one earned run over 24 and a third innings, a .37 ERA and four starts with Biloxi. And then, of course, he posted a 2.08 ERA and two starts at the AAA level over the month of June as well. Special arm and a guy that's going to be up with the Brewers sooner rather than later. All right, claws up. Get ready for the NLDS. We're going to be checking in with you at some point during the NLDS, give you a recap of some games, maybe bring on some stars to help us break it all down as well. Should be a lot of fun. Go crew. Let's uh, get this series off to the right start here this afternoon. Stay safe, stay healthy. I'm Lane Brewers.